Hello and welcome to a super casual episode of the Moncast. Well, we have no idea what we're doing and just make it up as we go along. Well, we know what we're doing, we don't know how we're doing it. Well, we completely improvise fast-forwarding through Pokemon up to where Ash is in Johto. Because we have, what, 60 episodes to get through and instead of going through 60 episodes of the Moncast without any Digimon in it, we're going to stick it all in an episode and talk about it. Shouldn't take that long. Ash doesn't accomplish much. But yeah, so we're having a, a casual episode where there's no real structure or anything. Yay! Yay! So we're on Cerebi.net with a list of everything that happens in Indigo League. They're a website that I've used a lot, especially when I was playing Black 2, White 2, when I was finishing my Pokedex. They have a chat room in there that I spent so much time traipsing around being like, is anyone got a Victini? Yeah, if I ever decide to complete Sun and Moon, I'll be using this website a lot if I want to get a complete Pokedex. But they, not only do they do the video games, they also do the anime. So we are heavily relying on them for this episode, so let's give them a little shout out. I've just highlighted the bit of the list of events that we haven't gotten up to yet, so I figured we can go through that and talk about what we actually care about and what we don't care about. Yeah, because we've the way this list works, it's organised them into the Japanese episodes, so they're in the Japanese order, so what we can do is look at the dubs order. And looking at it, we've noticed that a few of them are out of sync, because they had to shuffle things around for some reason. For example, the last episode we watched was Princess versus Princess. That's supposed to be episode 52, and the case of the Canon Capers is supposed to be 54. And then there's this episode called The Perfect Hero. It's supposed to be episode 53, and we don't even know what that one is. It's just the later episodes where they've changed the order when airing in English. We've got about 30 episodes of the Indigo League left to look at. And then we've got the Orange Islands, because that's a separate little thing on its own. So, did you want to go through the list of events that we miss? So the first thing is that Ash manages to beat Blaine, who I'm assuming is the seventh gym leader, and it takes him two attempts using a Charizard. He gets a Volcano Badge, which means it was a fire gym, and he won with a fire Pokemon. Well, that's in episode 58, but that'll be 56. Just assume the numbers are close enough. If you take two away from the number, I'm assuming it's going to be in about the right location. But yeah, like two episodes later, he gets an episode where he fights in the Cinnabar gym and then loses and then he has the next episode so it's a two-parter which would have been quite interesting to watch where he absolutely fails and then does whatever he does because Ash tends to have nice moments where he can't beat a gym and he has to go and find a solution they tend to be quite nice moments for him I think what probably happened in this one is that Charizard got very angry and managed to win without Ash really doing anything that's probably what happened he uses seismic toss against a magmar from what I remember did Ash command this? Probably not. Is Ash a competent trainer? Absolutely not. So yeah, he gets a volcano badge. The next thing that happens, which is in Beach Blankout, Blastoise, and Misty the Mermaid, is Misty gives away her Starmie and Horsey. Why? Just why? Is she learning from Ash? Because she really shouldn't be doing that. Well, let me tell you. In two episodes, they travel from Cinnabar Island to Viridian City, even though it took them so long to get to, like, Future City or the other one. Well, that makes sense with how the map is in the game. 
Sudabar Islands just south of like Pallet Town. So they go back to Cerulean City Gym. So they do that in, in the episode because Horsey is not very well because it needs more exercise because it's not near like an ocean or a lake. So they go there and they have to get involved in this performance that their sisters do and basically Misty leaves Starmie and Horsey with her sisters so that's not too bad. Apparently Seal also evolves into Dugong in this episode because of Team Rocket attacking. But apparently they want to become more serious gym leaders so Misty gives them Horsey and Starmie. Why do they need Misty's Pokemon? Because they're not competent, they literally just had Seal. They can catch Pokemon can't they? There's three of them. But they're also incompetent trainers. But why are they gym leaders? Because plot convenience. Pokemon is so dumb. The next thing on the list is that Giovanni employs Mewtwo, which is related to the movie, which we'll be covering next week. Yeah, this is where the movie starts to kick off, because things that happen in these episodes are referenced, and even some of the, the footage from these episodes is in the, mo- in the main movie. Because this is all the subplot of Giovanni creating Mewtwo and... Giovanni doesn't make Mewtwo, does he? He employs the people who make him. He wants them to create the strongest, the world's strongest Pokemon for him. So, kind of? They, he doesn't physically make Mewtwo, but he employs the people who make Mewtwo for him. So, this is where the movie starts to happen. So, Giovanni employs Mewtwo at the gym. Ash goes to the Viridian gym to fight. First, Gary's there. This is I'm not reading this from my notes. This is from the top of my head, so it might not be accurate. Gary goes to the gym and fights Giovanni, but fails miserably because he fights against... I think he fights against Nidoking and Golem or something. And then Gary uses Arcanine and Alakazam, I think. This might be wrong, but I can't remember off the top of my head. But then he sends out Mewtwo and then completely wipes out Gary. So when Ash meets him, he talks to him about it. But then... Giovanni's got to go and deal with some stuff, which I'm assuming is going to be the Mewtwo bit. So he gets Team Rocket to be in charge of the Viridian City Gym, which is a fantastic episode. And even though we're not watching it, I would highly recommend watching it because it's like, I think it's called the Battle of the Badge. It's it's when Ash goes and tries to fight in the Viridian City Gym and it looks all dark in there and they're in silhouette and it's all evil. Then the motto starts playing and it's like, wait, what? And Team Rocket's there, and they've got, like, really powerful Pokemon that Giovanni's left them. I think he leaves them, like, Golem and Nidoking as well. So they're battling with stronger Pokemon. And then, as much as I don't want to talk about the episode because of spoilers and I want you to enjoy it, but I'm going to tell you as much of it anyway because I feel like it's worth mentioning. But they're still not good with the good Pokemon, so it's it's less that their Pokemon aren't powerful, it's just they're kind of incompetent at battling. So Meowth sets up a trap where whenever your Pokemon takes damage, they're on, like, platforms, they're electrified, and it gives you a shock every time they take damage, but for some reason Meowth sets it up to also work on theirs. So whenever they take damage, they get electrocuted. So Pikachu's, like, fighting these Pokemon and electrocuting them, and they're getting electrocuted as well. Yeah, Team Rocket steal Togepi. Like, they finally succeed in stealing a Pokemon, and they steal Togepi. Oh no! And they take him to Giovanni, and he's like, well, what does it do? And they're like, um, we don't know. Because it says in the episode guide that Togepi ends up getting the, the button that controls the electric on the, the, the platforms and presses it and explodes the gym. And as Ash runs away, the Earth Bag flies out the gym and then Team Rocket get blasted off and the gym collapses. So they succeed in destroying the entire gym. Is Giovanni happy about that? I'm going to say no. I feel like this is where the movie's set because the way the, the plot reads out is that... Well, it's after this episode, the next episode's called... It's Mr. Mime time. <laughs> because now Ash has got all right badges, but he doesn't know where the, the Pokemon League is. So he calls his mom, and they go back to Pilot Town. There's a circus, and there's a Mr. Mime, and long story short, Ash's mom catches a Mr. Mime. And now it's a house cleaner, because it's a slave. Well, the next plot 
set of events is that Mewtwo breaks out of Giovanni's lab, Ash battles, battles Mewtwo, Ash loses. Mewtwo forces all the Pokemon to fight their clones, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, this is the plot of the movie. That's when the movie happens, but because we're not watching that bit. But I don't really want to talk about it because we're obviously doing that episode. But yeah, so the movie happens right before he goes to the Pokemon League. Okay, so I guess that explains why he gets invited in the movie. Because he's got all eight badges at that point. So he must be a decent trainer. Next in the list of events, I've got Ash goes to the Pokemon League and beats all four fields. Well, this is where they get six episodes of filler. And then we've got six episodes of just the Pokemon League, which I really would have liked to have followed because there's a lot of fighting, but it's a lot of tactical fighting. I wonder if at any point in this podcast we'll actually see him reach the Pokemon League. I really hope so. They're quite interesting. They're battle-heavy, but they're tactical. Like, the first one's a match in the water field. It's almost like he's got to redo what the battle that he had with Misty, where there's a lot of water everywhere, and he's got to find a way of beating that. I think he has Kingler by that time. Somehow gets his Krabby to evolve. But each round is, like, on a different terrain. So the first one's water, then there's ice and fire. Is that what it means by four fields? I remember the grass one, because it's against a Bellsprout, and it's, like, really flexible and moves and stuff. And then, after this, we meet this other guy called Richie, who's supposed to be like another version of Ash, because he's even dressed quite similar. It's the good version of Ash. Yeah, he has a Pikachu as well. He nicknames his Pokemon. And he has a Butterfree and a Charmander. So he's got a lot of the Pokemon that Ash would have, but that's slightly different and also good. If they hadn't evolved by getting angry or being released to breed. Gary's in here at one point and he loses in the round before Ash loses. Spoiler alert, Ash loses. Of course, he can't win anything because then he'd be stuck being the champion in one region. I can't remember if Richie wins the Pokemon League or not. It says here that Richie loses the league, so he probably doesn't. Yeah, the reason Ash loses is because Charizard refuses to fight. It's because Ash is an incompetent trainer and can't tame his own Pokemon. And that's the reason that he fails this league. So all of all of this entire season for him to go to the Pokemon League and just to have just Charizard just doesn't care. Do you know what? Maybe if he actually trained some of his Pokemon other than Charizard. Like maybe the Bulbasaur that didn't evolve. Or the Squirtle that he never uses. But at the end of the episode, he says to Richie to win the Pokemon League for him. And then the next episode, Richie immediately loses. Go Richie! Still better than Ash, even if you did lose. And then the last episode is called Palette Party Panic. And I think this is the one where he gets the GS ball. It says that he gets the GS ball from Professor Ivy in the Orange Islands. Oh, okay. Yeah, that makes more sense. This is the episode where he goes back to Pallet Town, but they've set up a big party just to celebrate his effort in the Pokemon League. They don't celebrate Gary's, by the way. This is all about Ash and Ash being in the Pokemon League. Team Rocket attack and try and steal all the Pokemon, but he ends up using Pidgeotto, and in the events of the episode, he evolves into Pidgeot. Yay! Isn't it great when you don't use a Pokemon for an entire season and then use it once and it evolves? And guess what he does with the Pidgeot? Releases it. Let it go! Let it go! It's a powerful Pokemon now! But basically, it's a Sparrow that attacked him on the first day that he left Pallet Town. It's like one of them is like the one he threw the stone at. Is now this Pharaoh. Why do you call it Pharaoh? It's Pharaoh and Spearow. I call it Pharaoh. Oh, don't ask me why. It's Pharaoh and Spearow. I know, but I just pronounce it that way. If you call it Pharaoh, I just get it confused with an Egyptian Pharaoh. But yeah, this used to be the Spearow that it, he threw the rock at at the start of the adventure. So now he gets second Pokemon he caught to fight it and it evolves into Pidgeot and he's like, okay, well, I guess you can stay here and protect all the Pokemon. I will come back for you and we'll never come back for him. Why wouldn't he use Pikachu? Because he has to get rid of the Pokemon because he's got a new adventure. <laughs> Pikachu's super effective. It's like the one time. He literally destroyed them all before. The first time he left Pallet Town, Pikachu defeated them. Does he 
ever use Pikachu against a water type or a flying type. No, only against Team Rocket. Just use Pikachu against the flying types, Ash. Do it. Look at the flying types and go, wait a second, I have something that's super effective against this. And use it. You use it the rest of the time. Ah, oh, he's so bad. Herpaderp, I'm going to send a flying type against these flying types. Herpaderpaderp. Professor Oak asks Ash to go to the Orange Archipelago. I need to go to Valencia Island to pick up this unusual Pokeball that our professor called Professor Ivy's acquired. And then Ash is like, yeah, I'll go do that because he's done the Pokemon League. He's got nothing else to do. He's not going to try again. At the end of this episode, he decides to set off and go to the next place. And that's the end of the season. So yeah, what, do you, what did you think of the episodes that we missed? A lot of them sound a lot better than the ones we were forced to watch. I know, they, out of the episodes that we saw, we had a lot of garbage ones that could we could have missed. But I really would have liked to watch the two with the Cinnabar Island gym. That would have been cool. The Viridian City gym battle. There's Legend of the Surf and Pikachu. Why I can speak. The Battle of the Ancient Pokemon. And then the six, seven Pokemon League episodes. So that's a good, like, 10, 11 episodes that sound really good that we could have watched. But instead, we have to deal with Bulbasaur's Mysterious Garden and the case of the Canine Capers. Because <laughs> we really need to see that time Bulbasaur didn't evolve. I think I'd have liked to see the the Gym Battle episodes, the Pokemon League episodes, and anything to do with Team Rocket. I think you really would have enjoyed Go West Young Meowth then, because that's like him telling his backstory to Team Rocket. I'll probably just binge watch the rest of these episodes at some point. I'd say do it, or at least go and look at the synopses of these episodes and then find ones that sound good and then give them a watch, because they're quite good. Some of the best ones from this season are in in, in these. Just put them all on and play puzzle games at the same time and fill a day with Pokemon. Oh, anything else you want to say about the Indigo League? I get the impression it was a massive chunk of filler bookended with good episodes. So we got through one bookend and then a massive chunk of filler happened and then we were about to get onto the other bookend. Yeah, I kind of agree. It does feel a bit like our overall experience would have been better if we just cut out some of these filler episodes. Unfortunately, Pokemon the Orange League is getting this half of an episode to talk about it. To be fair, it's all inconsequential and you could treat this entire season as filler because everything that happens at the start and the end of this goes nowhere. Yeah, we basically decided to take a new season of Pokemon as being whenever he gets into a completely new region. Like, new generation of Pokemon. Okay, I'm going to be honest, I don't want to watch episodes with Tracy. I do not like Tracy. He's the worst. Tracy sketch it. They took out Brock because they thought that a person of colour would give a disconnect to the Western audience. So they decided to go with the most Anglo-Saxon person they could. And that's why Tracy Sketch, it's like designed to be a white guy with a bandana and parting hair and stuff. Because he's supposed to be like based on the Western people. And he's garbage. Make of that what you will. I only just realised that both of his names are bad things to do with drawing. Oh, yes. He's a Pokemon... Sketcher. He draws Pokemon in the world of cameras and Pokedexes. He likes to draw Pokemon. Is there an episode where he has to save Ash by holding out an easel to catch him? Probably. He's got one of those mechanical pencils and he's just like twisting the lead and it gets longer and longer and longer till Ash can grab it. Do you want to go through the Orange League and I'll take a back seat? I'm just going to go through all the events and say what I think of each of them. So, Ash reaches Valencia Island. I have no idea where that is. And he gets the GS ball from Professor Ivy. Do you know why it's got GS written on it? Gold, silver. And the GS ball itself is gold on the top and silver on the bottom. Wow, so special. And then it says that Brock leaves to stay with Professor Ivy. So there's no Brock for this season. Just Google Professor Ivy. I'm guessing that Professor Ivy is a very attractive lady. 
She's a very well-endowed woman. Oh yes, she has plenty cleavage to keep Brock entertained. Her outfit is essentially a one-piece swimsuit underneath a lab coat the entire time. That's what she wears. She is just Brock bait. I found one screenshot though of just Brock on the floor in a maid outfit, upset next to this woman though. Is Brock dominated by this professor? Um, no. Well, for whatever reason, he decides to stay behind. I think it's worth mentioning that Professor Ivy's got three students with her, and they're, like, essentially sisters, but they're pretty cool. They've all got, like, the big nerd glasses, like the big round glasses, but they've all got different haircuts, and they're all pretty awesome. They all wear, like, Hawaiian-style shirts. Also, she lives in a sty. Her place is a mess, and Brock's like, I'll tidy that for you. I'll tidy that. Please love me. So, Tracy joins the group. I do have vague memories of Tracy, but they're very vague. Yeah, Tracy joins the group. I just know what he looks like. And I think he had a slightly annoying voice. And this one screenshot on the Cerebri website has his eyes looking really dumb. He's kind of cross-eyed. So, Ash then catches a Lapras, which is pretty good. This is the first Pokemon Ash has caught in maybe 50-something episodes. You're forgetting the most important bit, though. Gotta catch them all. Gotta catch them all. Except for the hundred and something that I don't want to bother catching. It's mandatory that you acquire every single one of them. It's imperative that they are all enslaved. So, Ash catches a Lapras. That's good, he can finally surf, because Squirtle's pretty small. And they're on a set of islands, so it'd be a bit awkward if he didn't have have a Lapras. The next thing that happens is he beats the gym leader, Sissy. That's in an episode called Fit to be Tied, which is the fourth episode. And I think this is where they do challenging. If you look at this and then look at the Pokemon Sun and Moon games, they're quite like that. They don't really have battles, they're challenges. Yeah, it says he wins two out of three competitions. They have to shoot stuff with their water gun, so he uses Squirtle. Second one is a race, so he's on Lapras and she's on Blastoise. Because she can evolve a Squirtle. Yeah, she's got Blastoise. He's not allowed a Blastoise because it's he has to have cute Pokemon. Anyway, you're supposed to be taking a back seat, but I can't be bothered clicking on the links to the individual episodes. That's what I'm doing when you mention an episode. I'm clicking on it just to find any information that's important. So after getting the Coral Eye badge from Sissy, he then beats Butch and Cassidy again. Why that's important, I don't know. But it's probably a bad episode because we both dislike Butch and Cassidy immensely. Because they are the inferior versions of Team Rocket. And then comes at least three really good episodes. The first one's called The Crystal Onyx. And it's an episode about an onyx that's made of crystal. (gasps) Really? I'd have never guessed. It like lives in water because it's resistant to water type attacks because it's made of this this stuff. Crystal. But it's a filler episode. Yeah, but it's, I like it when there's legends and stuff. Well, do you remember the episode at the lighthouse where there was a legend there? Did you enjoy that? Yeah, but the, you, didn't, you didn't see the legendary thing. Like, it was this vague. You saw the legend thing. It was just very dark. Well, okay, fine. This one's got an onyx and I like onyx. Also, Ash gets given a, a glass Pikachu in this episode because the, the guy who's after the crystal onyx is... Uh, like a glass blower, and he makes these crystal statues, and he makes a one of Pikachu, and I don't think we ever see it again, but he gets given it. It doesn't matter. The next episode is called In the Pink, and it's a really cool episode, because they find an island with these berries called Pink and Berries, and if you eat them, you turn pink. So Pikachu gets turned pink. Yeah, just everything's pink. Isn't that a great idea to build an entire episode off of? No, Sam, it's not. Don't call me out on these, I like these ideas. It's like, oh my god, this episode's so good. Everyone's pink. A, a rare island full of Pokemon that are dyed a different colour because of their diet. It's better than, here's a Pokemon, it can't use the move because it's shy. Here's Team Rocket, it did the move. It's just them looking at things. There's probably some plot as well in there that's as bad as usual. 
it's pretty cool it's it's fun then there's an episode called the secret fossil kabuto which is all about kabuto but we won't talk about that one because it's a kabutops in it as well so meh but kabutops is good so oh okay clicking on this episode though because it tells you who's that pokemon in the corner apparently in this one it's who's that pokemon it says hitmonchan but the picture is coughing they clearly didn't know who that pokemon was that's a dancing episode and a mess there's an episode where Misty thinks that Psyduck evolves, but she's actually just using a wild Golduck in battles. So that sounds funny. The episode's called Bye Bye Psyduck. Because any time a Pokemon leaves, it's going to be Bye Bye. It wasn't Bye Bye Primate. Okay, it wasn't Bye Bye Primate, but you know. Or Bye Bye Pidgeot. There's a quote here that just says, It's just a Pokemon version of Brock, which I don't understand. Does Golduck like women? The Golduck goes and tries to impress any girls that he sees. So they basically just boiled down all of Brock's character and said that it could be represented by a Pokemon that only says Golduck. Then there's an episode where there's a Nurse Joy that lives on the waves as a surfer. Yay, Surfer Joy. She's probably just more scantily clad, but Brock's not there, so it's even more pointless. Yeah, like Brock's not physically there, so they have to get a Golduck to replace him for an episode. I don't want to go through every filler episode. (laughs) Okay, now we can talk about the main bits if you want. (laughs) Well, the next thing is that he beats... Gym leader Danny by winning two out of three competitions. There's the three challenges in this. The first one, they have to freeze hot water fastest. And then they need to carve a sled out of the ice using three Pokemon. Ash uses Pikachu, Bulbasaur and Charizard. Because, you know, Pikachu's going to be really good at carving ice. Bulbasaur I can understand, Charizard I can understand. The third challenge is that they need to, like, sled down this mountain and get to the bottom first. But yeah, Ash wins two of these things and gets the C-Ruby badge. Next thing... Ash catches the Snorlax. And then also Tracy catches the Scyther. But who cares about Tracy? No one cares about Tracy. Ash catching a Snorlax is cool though. Then Ash meets Lorelei. Who's one of the Elite Four. Uses ice types. Okay. Then Lawrence the Third starts catching the legendary birds to lure Lugia out. This is where the second movie starts. The next couple of ones don't say because they're plot for the second movie. Which I've not seen before, so... That'll be fun. I'm looking forward to watching that because it'll be new and I won't have to go in knowing that it'll be painful. Then Ash beats the gym leader, Rudy. By winning two of the three battles because they gave up at this whole point of challenges and he just gets back to battling. But Ash should still lose those because Ash is bad at battling. Then Squirtle learns Hydro Pump. I wonder, can Squirtle actually learn Hydro Pump? Oh no, Squirtle can learn Hydro Pump apparently. By level up. It's level 42 in Gen 1. How is his level 42 Squirtle not evolved? Because plot! And then the next bit is Charizard begins to obey Ash, and this is one of the best episodes, because it's where they fight a Poliwrath. And Poliwrath is not a frog. We don't need to discuss it any further, we just know it's true. Well, it's anything else. Yeah, Poliwrath is absolutely not a frog. But yeah, Poliwrath essentially aims specifically for Charizard's tail, and tries to kill him. And Ash spends an entire night tending to Charizard to make sure he doesn't die. And then Charizard's like, oh, actually, maybe he's not a bad person. And then starts to listen to him. Do you know what? I don't care. Because it's happened before when they met. So I don't care. It just sounds like the same episode again. And then the next three episodes were like just the similar titles. Just Pokemon something something. Pokemon Water War, Pokemon Food Fight, Pokemon Double Trouble. That sounds like a drag. Then it says Ash beats Luana by winning a tag match using Pikachu and Charizard and gets the Jade Star Badge. They do essentially double battles. And then Misty catches a Poliwag, which is good because I know it eventually becomes Politoed, so it's always good when 
Misty catches things and does things that Ash can't. They have like a tiny Pokemon League, but they fight Drake. I don't know if he's based on Lance from the Elite Four or not. I'm not sure, but apparently he's met everybody from the Elite Four, so I'm going to say he is. And then they fight. And Ash manages to win using all his Pokemon, but they all get wiped out apart from Pikachu. Because plot. Even though Lapras would be really good against Dragon types because it knows ice attacks. But nah, it'll be Pikachu because Pikachu's the main character. Electric is good against flying. Mm. But what happens next? Ash releases Lapras. Yeah, because they're finished with this little mini arc now, so he doesn't need to keep uh, uh, Lapras forever. So bye, Lapras. They return to Pallet Town because he's done with this whole event. Done. He only went there for a Pokeball. Oh yeah, but now he got involved in this mini league in the process. Let's have some fun doing this mini league. Yeah, this will take 30 episodes. Um, This looks like it's probably more entertaining to watch than Indigo League. Because it's everything. It's the Indigo League just condensed, basically. It's not filler every other episode. So it ends with Ash goes home. Brock joins the group. Tracy leaves. No, not yet. Ash battles Gary because he has to battle Gary and loses. It all happens in the last two episodes. So it doesn't matter, really. Then Ash gives the GS ball to Professor Oak. Then Oak can't open the ball and just gives it to Ash. (laughs) Professor Ivy didn't try that already but yeah he asked him to take it to johto to i think it's kurt like a pokeball person and then he gives ash this new pokedex and tracy leaves forever by tracy never see you again boy are you gonna say that at the end of this episode are you gonna say like lapras whatever i think it is just lapras that he gets rid of in this so many released pokemon in these episodes that we didn't watch Dami, Horsey, Lapras, Pidgeot, all gone. Tracy. Tracy, caught and released all within one season. And then, yeah, Ash leaves with Misty and Brock to go to Johto, which is season two. Yay! Yay! Even though you haven't watched the Orange Islands, what do you think of the Orange Islands from the tiny bit of information you've read? I don't think it's worth watching. You don't? A lot of the episodes that you were excited about, I was just like, no, we've seen it before. I do think it'll recycle some ideas that have already existed. Such as Charizard. (laughs) That entire episode is just the episode they met again. It's a good episode. I think it might be worth just watching the battles. And then Ash wins the league, though. He also wins the not official league. He can't win anything official because then he has to stick around and can't carry on moving. That's the problem with having the same main character every season. You can't have him tied to one place. So we can never succeed in winning. I think I'm not going to watch any of the Orange Islands. I might just watch the rest of Indigo League. Because I'd want to watch the episodes of Team Rocket and Mewtwo and Richie. Because they sound good. Yeah, I'd, I'd say do that. It'll be entertaining. I'm looking forward to the next Fast Forward next season, which will probably be even longer. Maybe. I'm looking forward to Jozo, actually. I'm hoping that the theme song is good, though. That's my main worry. Well, now all nostalgia's gone from me, because I remember beginning to go like a lot. I'm not super up to speed with anything else like i've watched episodes but not as much so my nostalgia is going to be gone from these so now there will be things that will surprise me that i haven't seen before so hopefully that'll keep it going i'm hoping that it's better in this next season i'm praying to arceus join us next time where we'll be talking about pikachu's vacation and pokemon the first movie unless pokemon the first movie takes too long in which case (laughs) we'll have to split them up if we actually have to split them into two episodes... I'm going to be so upset. I mean, like we, we went overboard on Pikachu's vacation. It's already been edited and it's 42 minutes long, just discussing that. That's essentially for every minute of the actual mini special episode that they did at the start, we talk for two minutes.
But that's going to be a good special. I'm excited. You can find the Moncast on Facebook, Twitter, Tumblr, with the Will forums, and email, which are all linked to the show notes. And you can listen wherever you're listening right now. Anything you want to throw at people? I can't throw things through the internet, so no. Anything you want to recommend? Since when do we do recommendations for anything? Don't you have a thing you want to recommend people to go and listen to at all? Oh, that. Steven does a thing where they talk about video games I've played because they play a lot of video games. Go and watch it. It's called games i've played it's on youtube i'll link to the playlist in the show notes i like listening to people talking about playing video games like digimon world because you can relate to a little bit or games you haven't played and then you can learn more things about them might hear about a game that you're interested in playing and i'm gonna recommend an artist called chisai because i've commissioned her to do some art for me and my partner for our games room slash studio slash whatever it is and they've done the one of my partner at the moment they've got a polygon and wheezing behind them and it looks really pretty and it's really good. And she does a lot of animations for Lost in Translation Mod as well. They are Chisai, which is C-H-I-S-A-I, 236 on Tumblr. So go and check them out and commission them to do artwork because Chisai is fascinatingly fabulous. See you for the Pokemon movie. It's going to be like a 19 hour long episode. If it is that long, then I am not editing it. I'm just going to put it up as it is. Bye everyone. Bye. I am going to warn everybody, I like my current living situation is a bit weird because I'm having a room redecorated, so I can't record in where I usually record. Um, so I'm crammed into my, li- well not crammed into, I'm in my living room on a desk, um, but we have a new uh, kitten and he's called Bandit and he's lovely, but he runs around and screams and make noise, makes noise and stuff. So if you hear weird noises in the background of my audio, it's probably my cat. Or if I scream in pain randomly, it's because he's jumped on my back. Because he likes sitting on my shoulder. I'd just edit it out anyway. <laughs> what, just the... Ah! No! Uh, no! Oh, my frail I'd replace human body. every sentence with you screaming. If you do scream at all, and we record it. Honestly, I've got some really bad cuts on me from him. He's only seven weeks old, eight weeks old, but he's aggressive. Not aggressive. <laughs> He's sprightly. He likes to run around and you can't tell him off without it being a joke. Oh. But. Are we set on keeping that for the theme song? Because I think we should. Yeah, I was going to keep that. Yay. And then I was going to change the the intros to the episodes because obviously pokemon gets a different theme song so i was going to change that to the johto one and then digimon will change whenever they get a new one yeah and the outro music needs to be pokemon this season because we did digimon a lot i believe yes that is the plan (laughs) cool cool i think one thing i do want to mention because we've got this list up i apologize that's my phone um (laughs) i was getting a phone call and yes, it I'm wasn't a dork, a I have, I have, I've Gatchmon as my ringtone, because I'm a massive dork. I don't know what my ringtone is, because no one ever calls me. Is it a boring one, or is it like a fun one? It's probably some anime track, or <laughs> intro song. Pokemon Johto, do, 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 do. Everybody wants to be your master. Everybody wants to show their skill. Everybody's <laughs> going to get there faster. Make their way to the top of the hill. I'm hoping that it's, it's that slightly better animated as well. Each time we try, gonna get a little bit better. Each step we climb, one more step up the ladder.
It's a whole new world we live in. It's a good song. It's a really good song. <laughs> you don't have to sing all of it. I do. <laughs> new place with a brand new attitude. I just want to get to black and white already. It's around then. Why? Just whenever the animation starts getting good and things start looking good. X or Y is really good animation wise. And I love um, Sun and Moon's animation, but obviously that's years from now. Maybe by season four it'll actually look better than this 1999 quality footage. <laughs> Mm. I'm part of a, a roleplay group with Lost in Translation Man, and Fusai's slowly doing artwork of everybody, everybody's OCs. And it's <laughs> awesome. I might have to join in that so roleplay yeah. thing at some point. Oh my god, you should so do it! It's so good. I used to. I'm the bad guy a little bit. I used to try roleplaying on Twitter, and I was a um, beta man. <laughs> well, the thing is with this is the 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 point of it is it's shameless self character insert. <laughs> Those are the rules. If you're in the role-playing group, you are yourself and your favourite po- uh, with your favourite Digimon. Ooh, I should be able to so do that. So you could be in there with the Patamon. You should absolutely... Are you, are you a, uh, a Patreon yeah, I am. person? Okay, you should go and join the group. It's good. It's fun. Bad things are happening. Digimon are going missing, but <sighs> I don't know why. I know why, because I'm, I'm the admin for the group, so I'm, I'm making it the stories. Oh, cool. It's, it's real fun. It's real fun. We have a lot of stuff going on. Um, it's pretty cool. It's like you'll finish a day of work or something, and then you get home and you open up the Slack channel, and there's like fifty messages of people <laughs> in like it's all set on File Island, and there's places in File Island that we've got, and you can go to different places for different channels and then go and explore. It's fun. That's Good. cool. It's really fun. I absolutely highly rec- well, I I really do recommend if if you're into that sort of stuff. Even if you're not super into role playing and you enjoy telling stories, it's the same thing. It's not all strict, like we don't have uh, a hit point meter, you don't have XP. It's literally just story-based, so you can go go and tell a story, go and tell. Like, at the moment, we've got two people, one called Riku, one called Mac, who are in the Misty Trees being attacked by Woodmon. <laughs> and I'm just reading them about uh, their little adventure that they're doing. It's cool. cool. So that's another little plug that I'm going to do. 